Have you ever taken a stroll down history lane with Latina Equal Pay Day? Well, I got curious and did some digging y voy a compartirlo todo contigo hoy. You did it. You have found your judgment-free zone, the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for women who want to become reinas of their money and love their dinero more. I am your host, Jen Hemphill, a former extreme frugalist turned reina of your money advocate. Each week, I'm going to help you reign your money like that queen that you are with inspiring interviews and panel discussions from La Comunidad Latina and with solo episodes sharing simple, actionable tips and strategies. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And now let's jump into today's Dose of Money Confidence. Before we continue, I wanted to share with you a podcast by a Latina. Every month or so, you will hear an introduction to a new podcast from a Latina. That way, you get introduced to new podcasts and support our fellow Latinas. So here she is. Are you a Latina who has trouble in the bedroom because of the culture you grew up in? Join me, Ana Lopez, host of Sex and Spanglish podcast and member of Latina Podcasters Network to learn how to get in touch with your body, own your pleasure, and learn all the cochinadas your abuelas didn't tell you about. You can find my podcast and those of the Latina Podcasters Network everywhere you stream your favorite podcasts. Hola, ¿qué tal? Qué emoción de tenerte aquí conmigo. This is Jen Hempel, your host. Today is the first episode after the big presidential election. And even though I'm recording this before November 3rd, I am hoping this episode finds you in good spirits or working towards that. I know 2020 has been an extremely rough year and it's been crazy and weird. And we've had so many feelings, right? We've had all the feelings, felt everything, anger, sadness, all of that. But today we are going to walk down history lane and hopefully uplift your spirits, give you a change in tone aside from all the presidential election that you have seen for the past months, the campaigning. And we're going to walk down history lane on Latina Equal Pay Day. That was observed last week. And I really got curious. I did some digging, which I'm going to share it all with you today. So in today's episode, I'm going to share my impressions. This is my interpretation of the history of the observance of Latina Equal Pay Day, as well as the questions I think we need to be asking. At least these are the questions that I'm asking. I'm also going to be sharing the things that I think or my suggestions of what we can be doing right now. And before we get started, make sure you stay until the end because I have a crazy cool invitation if you haven't heard it yet. So don't miss it. Now, as I said, Latina Equal Pay Day was observed last week on October 29th, 2020. And if you're not familiar, for whatever reason, if you're not familiar with Latina Equal Pay Day, it really means that this is the day that we observe when we catch up to what the white man was paid the year before. So in 2020, it took from January 1st to October 29th to catch up. In this podcast in the past, 
I have shared my thoughts. And in one episode, I shared three tips to help shrink that wage gap. One, this podcast was called Su Dinero Importa, and that link is in the show notes. And we also held a panel discussion just last year with Claudia Romo Edelman and Pam Covarrubias, and the link is also in today's show notes. Now, as I mentioned, I got curious as to, I wanted to know more about Latina Equal Pay Day. I was aware of what it meant, but I was gut to questioning how long have we been observing Latina Equal Pay Day? Because honestly, I think I have been aware of the official observance for maybe the past three years or so. How about you? I'm curious. Have you been knowing about the Latina Equal Pay Day observance for years and years? Or has it been like me that maybe it's the past three years or so that you've seen it, right? Now, I went to Google like I naturally do. (laughs) And I started Googling Latina Equal Pay Day 2019. So I started there and I went backwards. In 2019, it was observed November 20th. So if we look at last between last year to now, we have improved, right? At least from the measure of what this observation means. But I couldn't find any data to say, okay, and ex- or any explanation. And again, I went to Google. <laughs> In 2018, it was observed November 1st. So this year was observed October 29th. Last year it was observed November 20th. The year before, it was observed November 1st. Then I continued Googling. I went to 2017. It was observed in November 2nd. 2016, November 1st, 2015, we go back to October 30th, 2014, we go to October 8th. And then when I Googled Latina Equal Pay Day 2013, I couldn't find anything, absolutely nothing, unless it was just completely hitting on like the hundredth page of that search results. I only went to that first page thinking that's where it should be, right? (laughs) That's what makes sense. So I only went, let me just clarify, I only went to that first page. I didn't click next to the search results because, and who knows, I don't even know how many pages of search results it was. I didn't even look. That's a good question. I'd have to go back. (laughs) I'd have to go back and see. Now, I can only speculate as to why this was, why I couldn't find anything in 2013. Maybe this is when they started really looking at this more from the perspective they is in the powers that be. I don't know who does this, honestly. When they started looking at the perspective, not just from the gender wage gap, but more specifically to the different subgroups of women, Hispanics or Latinas, Black American women, Asians, Native American. And I don't even know if they put that when they provide that data. I don't know if I've noticed a Native American woman. Anyways, on there. So I'm thinking maybe that's why in 2013 it didn't show up. Maybe that was a time frame when they started looking at more at the different subgroups. And again, I couldn't find any data explaining the changes of the dates. Meaning how did, I'm going to call them the powers that be, because <laughs> I don't know who it is that does this. Honestly, I didn't really do the digging on that. So just FYI, you know, let me know. But how did the the powers that be arrive to this conclusion? What 
has improved. What hasn't? I mean, I wanted to see numbers, but I didn't see any. Of course, there's that chance that I missed it, or I didn't look in the right place or search the correct keywords, but I would think I got the correct keywords right. And maybe they just put it with other words. Anyways, who knows why that is? But I really would like to see numbers. I'd like to see, okay, this year we observed Latina equal pay day on October 29th. Last year it was observed on November 20th. Looks like there was progress. An explanation of that progress. That would be nice. That would be interesting to see because you really can't improve what you can't measure, right? You have to, I I need to see numbers. I need to see progress. I need to track, right? And to track, you need to have some sort of data to look at because how can you measure that progress? And maybe it's somewhere, it's just not somewhere visible. And it would be nice that on Latina Equal Pay Day that they would provide that. Again, maybe they have, and I just haven't seen it. Let me know. Let me know. I want to know. I was doing a lot of digging, so maybe I didn't get to that portion. So let me know. All right. So that's what I found interesting on Latina Equal Pay Day, that it only dates back till 2014. Now let's take a look at a little bit about history in terms of equal pay or just equality rights and so forth. So there is what's called the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. And this was before the Equal Pay Act. And I thought we would start with that. So the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 is, it establishes wage and time requirements when minors can work. It sets the minimum wage that must be paid and mandates when overtime must be paid. So it's really an act to regulate wages, right? Or a little bit of it anyways. And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just doing explaining from what I'm reading. And if there's something that I need to correct and you know better, let me know. (laughs) Now, so we start, again, we started with the Fair Labor Standards Act. Try to say that 10 times fast of 1938. And then in 1963, that's when the Equal Pay Act was created. And it was created to make it illegal for employers to pay unequal wages to men and women for the same equal work. Of course, we know this was back in 1963. We are in the year 2020. And we know that it was a good attempt, right? It it was a good attempt, but we are not there. So we also know that just because something is passed, it doesn't mean it's going to solve the problem right away, or it may not solve the problem at all. Before we continue, I have a quick message for you. Her Dinero Matters is brought to you by First Republic Bank. The world is changing and your needs are evolving. As your focus turns to what matters most to you and your community, First Republic remains committed to offering personalized financial solutions that fit your needs. From day one, you'll be connected with a dedicated banker who will serve as your primary point of contact throughout your relationship with the bank. 
They'll be there to listen to you, understand your values, and meet you on your financial journey. Your banker can offer solutions that support your goals at any stage, from setting up a personal checking account to refinancing household debt to buying a first home. As your needs evolve, you can call or email your banker at any time for the support you need because First Republic believes what matters to you matters most. Learn more at firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member of FDIC, equal housing lender. Now let's fast forward to 1997 when the Paycheck Fairness Act was first introduced. It proposed to add protections to the Equal Pay Act and the Fair Labor Standards Act as an effort to close the gender pay gap in the U.S. Now here's the kicker. It was never passed and it has been proposed 12 times with no avail. That is 12 times, not a couple times. 12 times. And it was recently introduced again. It was April of 2019, I believe. And for some reason, I did not write that down, but I know it was more recently. I don't, I don't think, or no, 2017. I think it was 2017, not 2019. Yeah, it was 2017 because it wasn't passed again. Uh, and then since 2017, who knows who knows what's been happening? It's just been at a standstill and nothing's been moving. Now, I also found some pretty interesting information uh, from an organization. It's called the Institute for Women's Policy Research. And they share that at the current rate, the wage gap won't close until 2059. And so this is all women in comparison to white men. What's interesting is that when you look at the individual subgroups, like for example, for Latinas, the projection for when that gap will close, you want to take a guess? 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or more than, I mean, it's right now the, in between women is 2059. So let's say 70 years from now, what are you, what are you? Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. What are you thinking? <laughs> and I share this on Instagram. So if you've already seen the Instagram, you'll see. Well, for Latinas, according to this research, this wage gap isn't projected to close until, are you ready? <laughs> I hope you're sitting down. 2,220 or 2220. Is that crazy? That is absolutely crazy. That is 200 years from now. Now for black women, this year is 2133. For white women is 2055. And for Asian women is 2025, which is what? Not too far from now. So we definitely have to celebrate that. Granted, this is information I found, again, from the Institute of Women's Policy Research. There are some things I don't know about this research, because all I literally found was a graphic with this information, with nothing about, they went about this process, you know, what did they look at, what they didn't look at, how are they basing this projection, I would love to have seen how that is, and I'm sure somewhere, maybe I just didn't see it, again, I was doing all sorts of digging, uh, so that might be the reason, and I would definitely love how they came to this conclusion. I would love, again, to know the details because 
One thing that I really had from school, and I don't know if it was high school or some sometime in college, that one of my teachers or professors really drilled in us was to, I think it was high school, was to question the stats, to always question the stats, because we can take stats and have them mean what we want them to mean, right? It's all like anything else is all interpretation. And we can take a stat and say, this is what it means, because this is what I interpret it. So I would really would have loved to have more information on that. But if this data that they've provided with this projection, with however they did this study, however they came to that conclusion, when I look at the information and I better understand it, if these projections are, I don't want to say factual, because I'm not saying that they're lying. Please don't take that. And if you're listening, Institute for Women's Policy Research, I am not saying that. What I'm saying here is if when I look at, when I have better information, where I can better explain to you how they came with that data, if those those projections are pretty scary, they're pretty scary, especially for Latinas and for Black women, because it's a long time before we, according to this data, till we close this wage gap. It's a long time. And I think we can definitely uh, minimize that, but it's going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of work. Now, here are some questions that I have. I'm wondering, where are we with that Paychecks Fairness Act? It was last introduced in 2017. And I realized that there are a ton of bills that Congress want to pass. They are busy and goodness, we've been living in crazy times. So add that to the mix. But when was the last discussion? What are the people in support of this Paychecks Fairness Act saying? And what are those in opposition saying about this act? I want to know. I would love if someone is listening that is in the know of this, please let me know. I would love to get in contact and ask questions. I am just curious. I want to understand what is going on. I want to understand really. And I I honestly, in all honesty, I didn't read all through the Paycheck Fairness Act. I have it downloaded, but it's, of course, those things are just such a lot of legalese uh, that I have to filter through. But I really want to understand what the opposition is saying, what those people are in favor of, what really the act, you know, what what is all that they're intending to uh, resolve and what is all that they're intending to achieve. So that's one question I have, (laughs) a question with multiple layers of questions, right? Then I want to know how are we tracking the progress of the wage gap here in the U.S.? Is it individual private institutions like the Institute for Women's Policy Research? Is it more a government institution? Who is doing that? Notice that, as I mentioned before, Latina Equal Pay Day has been observed on different dates in the past years with no explanation that I could find with real numbers. I would love to see the numbers. I want an explanation, not just that this year, the date of Latina Equal Pay Day, we're observing it on this date. I want to know more. I want to know why. I want to understand. I want to see progress. I want to see what we're doing, how we're improving, and because we can't improve anything that we can't measure. So those are some of the questions that I have. 
And I hope that you start to question. I hope that you don't just take what's out there and just take it for what it's worth. I want you to question. I'm always questioning. And I think in doing so, we really have a better understanding and we're able to better just besides having an understanding of what we're questioning, but we're able to better advocate if we're trying to understand to advocate for ourselves. All right. Now, here are some things that I think or I would suggest uh, that we can do, some things that maybe we can keep in mind and start doing. There is something that I found interesting. I have heard of it, but I had never really looked at it. And it's called gender parity or the gender parity index. Uh, This is more on a global level. It gives great perspective. I love that they track the progress. And Basically, what it is, is just a statistical measure that provides a numerical value of female to male or girl to boy ratio for indicators such as income and education. And again, this is more on a global level. And it is done by the United Nations Educational Scientific and Cultural Organization. And the Gender Parity Index is also known as GPI. And they release reports, which are pretty interesting, that where they show the different countries and the progress in terms of like, these are the top countries where maybe the women have almost equal pay than men or those type of things. So it's pretty interesting. So I would take a look at that if you're curious. I think it's something, again, I think we need to be tracking. And I'm not saying no one is tracking, but I'm just not seeing it. And it may be out there, but I'm not finding it. It's really well hidden. Or I was just had a bunch of stuff in my brain when I was doing this this digging. Who knows? Uh, If you know where to find that information, please, please send me a message. Then another thing that I think we need to do is to see what's done in our state for equal pay. Do some digging. What is being done? Because there's one thing, of course, at the federal level that the acts that I shared with you, uh, that these were proposed. But there's another level of uh, legislator, of course, at the state level. So what is being done in your state? What progress have they been making? Have there been some proposed legislation on the table concerning equal pay? What is, be curious, what is being done in, in your state? And also who is behind these laws introduced? Get to know these people these representatives, Congress members, how can you support them? Remember that that Paycheck Fairness Act has been proposed 12 times and it hasn't been passed. And I'm not saying there's, it should have been passed or it shouldn't have been. I am just saying that in efforts for minimizing that wage gap have been challenging. It hasn't been easy. I mean, the Equal Pay Act was what, back in the 1960s? And that was the attempts to have equal pay for men and women. And we are in the year 2020 and we're still, estamos luchando todavía, no? And the third thing or the fourth thing that I think we need to do is just to ask questions. I know I mentioned this earlier. I just think we can't become complacent. And I'm saying this to you, but I'm also saying this to myself. (laughs) I'm not just telling you don't get complacent. I'm also telling myself don't be complacent. Ask 
the questions because sometimes we ask questions, we get fired up about something, and then life goes on and we get, become complacent. I've been guilty of that time in and time out. So I am suggesting to you and I'm telling myself to ask questions. Don't become complacent. Of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a big proponent on doing that work from within to not just to rely on people to minimize the gender wage gap with legislator and legislator or the laws. (laughs) Se me olvidó la palabra o decirlo bien. And as well as companies to make a change. I think we also have to be working on what we can control. And that's us. And we're doing the work from within, which means getting clear on our money, becoming confident, knowing what we want, having a vision for our financial life. Because when we're doing, when we do that and we're becoming more confident, we are going to go to that negotiating table and demand more. And we're going to be more successful because we have clarity and confidence. And we also have to be in the know of what's going on. We don't have to be experts. Good news. I, <laughs> I am no experts in this law by any means, nor do I want to be an expert. I just want to understand. I don't want to be an expert in these laws. I just want to understand. So you want to be in the know of these proposed actions or the lack thereof, right? <laughs> That's happening at the gov- in the government, whether the state or the federal level. So those are just some thoughts and some things that I feel that we can do and keep in mind and, and take some action on uh, And besides just taking care of our finances. Because I think we have to be well informed to really advocate better for ourselves, for our community as Latinas, and for women. Now, I hope that you found this helpful. Let me know. I would love your feedback on this episode. I didn't want to just make it on. I've talked, as I mentioned, I've talked in the past on on ways to minimize the gender wage gap and things of that sort, but I wanted to do something a little different. And I thought it would be interesting to really going down what I called (laughs) history lane (laughs) instead of memory lane. I I don't know. I think you got what you see what I, I did there, right? Now, if you have been a fan of this podcast for a while, I wanted to make sure you knew about the Her Dinero Power Circle, because if you are looking to surround yourself with like-minded mujeres or reinas because you want some inspiration and motivation, this is perfect for this. It's only $9.97 a month where you will have access to our reina community, our monthly dinero and cafecito chats that are going to be so much fun like game night, book club, Q&As, episode discussions, and you are able to participate in planning the topics of this podcast. And as part of the Power Circle, you will have a special VIP discount and you'll receive the special announcements before anyone else. So you can check out the details and enroll. It's open right now at jenhempill.com forward slash Power Circle. You aren't tied into a special contract. No worries there. You can cancel anytime. And because you managed to hear this and you stay to the end, use the coupon code fans only. Again, that is fans only for $5 off your first month. And we all like to save money, right? 
Next week, we will meet Ernie G, a comedian and a motivational speaker with a money story that will leave you inspired and with a smile and some laughter. So make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button right now from the podcast app that you are listening from. That is it. Eso es todo. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 238. And remember that the enderrina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. That's it. And I believe in you wholeheartedly and so should you. So if you love this podcast or love this episode, I would love it if you share it with someone you care about and take a screenshot or a selfie and tag us in your Instagram stories with at Her Dinero Matters with the one thing you love about the podcast or specific episode. Bueno pues, that is everything y nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.